At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Through 25 seasons, hey! 4,561 episodes, I believe The Oprah Winfrey Show was one of the greatest classrooms in the world. I really never thought of it that way. The aha moments, the breakthroughs, the LOLs, the connections, the occasional ugly cry. I miss him so terribly. I miss him every single minute. The moments that mattered. The eye-opening life lessons. Never allow them to take you somewhere else. I'm bringing them back. It's time to open the vault. I've personally chosen these classic episodes to share with you again. Every single person you ever will meet shares that common desire. They want to know, do you see me? Do you hear me? Does what I say mean anything to you? You are listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. Lisa Ling called us this summer and told us about a story that she was working on. She said it was something our viewers must see. So when Lisa calls and says something is utterly shocking, you know it's got to be something important. It's a county in Ohio in the grip of a devastating phenomenon. What is going on? Oprah, it was so crazy. I made three trips this summer to this region. And the first time I went, I just could not believe that people of different ages, different socioeconomic backgrounds, mm -hmm. they were just literally dying this slow death in the middle of America. These communities are very small. Some of the villages have one to 2,000 people. They've got one active uh, police officer. So everything's overtaxed. There aren't resources for these people to get help. And some of these law enforcement officials, they're from these communities. So they're arresting people constantly because they're committing crimes. But at the same time, they sympathize because these heroin addicts, they're not, they've totally lost control of themselves. And the reason why it affected me so much is because I interviewed so many people there and every single one of them was begging for help. Nobody liked that they were addicted to heroin. They were, they were crying for help and no one was listening. Well, Lisa spent a week in Richland County, Ohio. She met teenagers and she met moms and dads, even pregnant women, all using heroin. But even Lisa, who has seen it all, we know you've seen her on this show and others, she had never met a family living like the Hawks. Two adults, two teenage boys, and a baby. Everyone but the baby is hooked on heroin. Four years ago, the Hawks were a middle-class family living a pretty normal life. And I want to just tell you that this contains drug use. This is Darla and Mike, the parents. So Mike and Darla are trying to drop their son off because they need to go to Columbus. They are starting to feel sick, so they need to get some heroin very fast. The Hawks can't find anyone to watch their 13-month-old son, Caden, so they bring him along on their 100-mile drug run. This is what you do every single day. Yeah, seven days a week, you know, every day. Are you kind of slave to it? Yeah. I mean, it controls you. You don't control it. It's crazy. This is an hour drive, one each way, so you're driving more than two hours every day for this. Yeah, sometimes we're down here three or four hours. 
So Mike and Darla just went inside to go get money, and they said they were going to hustle it, and they're just waiting to meet up with the dealer. High school sweethearts Mike and Darla Hawk have been married since 1991. Both say heroin has had a grip on them for the last four years. We were middle class people, you know. And I mean, now I used, here we are. I mean, I used to. I used to drive by these places. The guy used to say, "God, I feel sorry for the people here." I, mean, I just look around. I think, God, you know, this this is us now. Mike, how did it? How did it start? How did you get addicted to heroin? Well, I didn't. You know, at first it started with pills. I got hurt at work, and uh, it was. I went to the doctor, and they prescribed Percocets to me and muscle relaxers to me. Before long, you know, I was eating a handful of pills every day to be able to go to work. And he prescribed me more Percocets and Oxycontin. You tell yourself at first, you know, you'll never do this and you'll never do that, but eventually everyone goes to heroin. Everyone I know has anyways, because it's cheaper and it's a lot stronger. Not only are Mike and Darla addicted to heroin, but their two teenage sons are addicted, too. You know, I can't blame them. How can I tell them not to do something that I do? Look what it's done to us. Look what it's done to the rest of the family. We had things. Yeah. You know, we had a nice home. We had nice cars. And we had a job. We could, we could pretty much do whatever we wanted. I used to get my hair done all the time, my nails done, and now I just let everything go. And... and you know, just worry about the dope. Well, the Hawk family is joining us from Richland County. We could not have them here in our studio because they say they cannot go long enough without their heroin to travel to Chicago. So when is the last time, Mike, Darla, uh, Matt, Mike, welcome to the show. When is the last time you shot up heroin, Mike? Um, 6.30 this morning. Mm-hmm. And did the Darla, same thing? Yes. And the boys, too? Uh, I shut up about 7.30 this morning. About 7.30 this morning. And Matt, you? Uh, yeah, about in the same time, around the same time. And so we've all heard of the family that prays together. This is the first time I've heard of a family doing heroin together. Does everybody do it together as a, as a, as a family? Um, no, it's, it's something we usually don't talk about. You know, it's, we know that we do it, but it's, we don't actually do the heroin with our kids. Have you ever done heroin in front of them? Yes, I have. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I remember many years ago, I did a show with fathers, Mike, and I never forgot this guy who said, every father has a dream for his family. And, you know, that impacted me because I had never thought of it that way before. Is this the dream you had for your family? No, it's not. It's nowhere near the dream I had for my family. This is a nightmare. When did you realize that your boys were also on this drug? You know, I I really couldn't tell you how long that they've been on it, Oprah. Um, Because when you're on heroin, you really don't, things just pass you by. You don't pay attention like you should. You don't do the things that you should, you know. So is this the life you want also for your baby son? The baby is is the one member of the family that's missing from this picture. No. No, it's not at all. It's... Okay, so can you believe this has happened to your family, Darla? What do you think when you think about this family situation? I cry every day. I hate it. I, you know, I want nothing more for this to stop and just uh, get back to where we used to be. Yeah. Well, those of us who, you know, 
I, I'm sure many people watching, I speak for many people who don't understand, then why don't you get help? Here is uh, one of our producers, David, talking to Darla at the homeless shelter where they live. When was the last time you saw Mike? Uh, about an hour ago. And, and what do you, what do you think's going on? What do you think he did? Probably went to find some dope or something. You change when you're on this year. You're not the same person. Because all you're thinking about is getting well and, you know, you're not worrying about what anybody else thinks or feels or, so you don't, you know, hurt or ache or so you just feel better. What's the only thing that makes it makes the pain go away? Heroin. Do you feel like maybe you lost your older kids? Oh yeah, I know I do. What's your worry for your boys? You know that they'll overdose. No. Or, you know, something like that. I worry every day about them. Then our producer found the Hawks' sons. Michael, do you remember the first time you saw your parents shooting up? Uh, yeah, actually, I do. I, like, walked in on them, walked in on them in the bathroom. Like, the door wasn't locked. What went through your mind? Uh, ruining their lives. You knew all this. You grew up with all this. So, how come you guys are doing it? I've been around it for so long, and I don't know. I've been around it for so long, I just guess I know. I mean, that's pretty much what I know. So seeing your family that way, Darla, makes you feel what? It just tears me up inside. I hate it. Mm -hmm. uh, Mike, let me ask you, do you blame your parents for this, Mike? Uh, somewhat because, you know, they've been doing it over the years and I've seen it and they've did it in front of me. But on the other, other hand, I somewhat blame myself because I started doing it. Yeah. I told them to get off of it and uh, they never listened to me. Yeah. So I felt like everything I said just went, went through one ear out the other. You know, Oprah, I spent a lot of time with the Hawks, and they are, are decent people, but they have lost control of themselves. And you heard how every single day is a struggle. Think about when you're in these communities where you're essentially being enabled because it is everywhere. There's no detox facility. And in order for, for the four of the Hawks right now to just maintain this normal composure right now, they need to be high on heroin because otherwise their body will go into this detox situation where they... They, they start shaking and trembling and they feel... So at this point, you all aren't doing the drug even to sort of get high, or are you? Let me ask the question. You're doing it to ho get high or just to sort of maintain some level so that you're not sick from not doing the drug? That's, that's right, just to be normal, just, just to be able to function. It's, it's become like air and food to us. We have to, we have, to have it just to be able to function. How much do you think you've spent on this heroin addiction over the last year? Probably 30,000, 30,000, 40,000. Do you have any money now? Like five, three, about five bucks on me. Yeah. So, yeah. Can you be a responsible parent when your sole objective every day is to get heroin? Well, Caden's taken care of, believe me. Caden's not neglected. Caden's not. He's a happy baby. His diaper's changed, he's bathed. 
And then he's definitely loved. That's... What does he mean to you? I love that little boy. More than anyone or anything, I don't care about anything else. take care of a small child you know when you don't feel good and when you ain't had heroin it's hard to you know take care of them but you know but I do I, I make you know I try to make the best of it but it's just hard I can't give him everything he needs you know if you could tell people about your situation about what you're going through what would you want to convey to them don't ever try drugs <laughs> don't take that first do you remember the first time you did it? You shot up? Yeah. Were you addicted from that point on? Yes, I was. You think it's possible to be a casual user? No. Not for heroin. And so, I, I, you know, Mike, I watched you on that tape saying that Caden is definitely loved because his diapers are changed. And, you know, what I have learned over all these years, and I'm sure many mothers and fathers watching can tell you, is that, you know, babies pick up on the energy that's in the family. So uh, you guys are fooling yourself if you're doing a service to that baby. Uh, Dr. Reef Karim is a psychiatrist and addiction specialist at UCLA Medical Center, joining the Hawk family in Richland County. What do you want to say to the Hawks? And what do you say about this whole situation? Yeah, you know, Oprah, Mike and I spoke earlier, and he had told me about how successful he was at one time. I mean, he was making about 100000 a year. He had a house. He had pride. He had respect. He had all this stuff going on in his life. And then due to a work injury, he ends up getting prescription pills, and his brain was hardwired. He was vulnerable to have an addiction. So unfortunately, he ended up leading on this road to prescription pill dependence. And then, of course, we heard the story about heroin. This is a common story. Yeah. I've heard this story over and over again in, in the addiction community. We are in a prescription pill epidemic right now. Right. And because heroin is so accessible and so cheap, it's all over the place. And a lot of these people are falling prey to heroin addiction. Now, the thing that I would tell Mike and Darla, I mean, you know, I really feel for you guys. I really do. But, I mean, you took the role of being a parent, right? And, and, and parents are role models. And when you take on the responsibility of being a parent, you take on the responsibility of caring for your kids. You, you made the choice to be a parent, because it's a choice. And when that happens, you know, you're responsible for these guys. And instead of a, a, a family dinner and a family picnic, it's, it's family time to, to shoot heroin. That has to stop. It has to stop. Well, is the problem that there aren't facilities in the county? Is the problem that there's no place to go, there's nobody to help, there's no insurance, there's no... What is the problem? Because all of yeah, us are watching right are saying, Oprah. okay, I... we're, hearing, we're hearing Darla speak and, and Mike speak and, you know, Lisa spend all this time with them and we all agree that they're probably as decent as they appear to be other than doing these drugs and that they are well-meaning people who have fallen into this addiction, but why not get help? That's the question. Mike, hey, Darla, why not get help? Okay, you wanna answer that, doctor? But the reality is, it costs money to get help a lot of the times. You have to have the money. Well, hey, and also you have hey, to have hey, the hey, gotta interrupt you here. Where is the money coming from to buy these drugs? 
to keep four people no, you're... addicted to heroin. Where's the money coming from for that? First of all, let me let, let doctor, doctor, let me let uh, uh, Mike answer that. Where is the money coming from? Heroin is very cheap here, ten dollars a balloon. We don't buy our son's heroin. Darla and I, we buy our own heroin and we do it. We don't condone that they do heroin. We don't buy their heroin. I pick up odd jobs here and there, and it's you know ten dollars a balloon. We do a couple balloons a day. Okay, Mike Jr., where are you getting the money? Sometimes. Uh, do as much as go into stores and steal and sell the stuff that I get for heroin. And sometimes I borrow money off people and never pay them back. And then that messes my relationship up with them. And huh. that's pretty much how I get it. So Mike uh, Sr., I understand you sold everything in the house, every item in the house you all have sold. We've, we've liquidated everything we own, our TVs, uh, furniture, our Water. vehicles. Everything. We don't own nothing. In, in the name of heroin, just to be able to. I don't know what's going on. I, I, I wish I knew why. I just. What do you want to lost. say, Doctor? I don't what know do you want to say? To do. Lost would be a good word. Lost is a good word. Yeah, it, this shows the power of the addiction. It absolutely. It, the, the addiction is speaking for them. They are not driving their own life car. The heroin is driving the car. And the heroin is saying, don't get treatment. What do you need treatment for? I'm here. I'll take care of you. You'll feel good the rest of your life. And the reality is we're seeing the, this, this wonderful family. We're seeing this spiral, this downward spiral into destruction. And there's a baby involved, a 13-month baby. Yeah. And, and what the doctor was saying is that this is a common story, America, those of you who are, like, shocked to see this. It's a common story. Doctors prescribe pain pills all over this country. And what a lot of people have found is, is that heroin is a lot cheaper than the pain pills. If you were to try to buy the same pain pills that you had been prescribed by those on the street that cost 10 times more than the heroin, the heroin is stronger, and so people become addicted to the heroin. And that's exactly what has happened in this region. There were so many people who became addicted to Oxycontins, doctor-prescribed Oxycontins, right. which and it drove the street value up. So it was $80 a, a, a pill versus, yeah. you know, $10 to $30 for a balloon of heroin, which is so much stronger. And one of the craziest things, and the reason why people in the region should be so terrified, is the addiction is so strong that it propels these people, sometimes possibly 100 people who drive to Columbus, which is over 100 miles a day, every single day, seven days a week. So as soon as they reach Columbus and get there, they shoot up, they're driving on these highways high. And this is happening every single day. I mean, Mike and Darla make regular trips to Columbus all the time, and it's the heroin that is dictating that kind of behavior. Mike, you ever have to steal to get, to get money for the habit? I have before. I've shoplifted. Um, I went, you know, I made, I've made between $80,000 and $110,000 a year some years. And I've, I've gone from that to shoplifting to pay for, I've sold everything in the house. After that, I've had to go to shoplifting, scrapping, whatever I could do just to be well. People who are addicted to heroin, I've learned, have done a lot of things in an effort to get the drug that they are hugely embarrassed of. And so, Shame. I mean, there, there are women who told me that that, that prostitution is rampant, because when you're that desperate, you will go to any means, if you know what I mean, to, to get the dope. Okay. Mike Darla and the boys told our producers that they really want help. So here's our offer that we want to make to you guys today. We contacted four separate residential treatment centers 
who are each willing to take one of you into their program. And here's what they all require, is that each one of you has to make the phone call yourself and be on a plane within the next 24 hours. Now, we're going to give you the contact information, and they're going to be standing by. They've offered to pay for everything, including travel, and to make the arrangements for you. And if you don't make the call, the deal's off. So are you ready to do this? Absolutely. Yes. Um, I, could I say something? Yeah, Mike Sr. Um, I'd just like to say that we may look like very bad people. We're not bad people. We, we have tried to quit over and over and over. It's just like a vicious cycle. We, we, it seems like everything we do, we just dig a bigger hole for ourselves. So why is it important, doctor, that they all be separated? Yeah, you know, each one of them has their own journey. Each yeah. one of them has their own, you know, stresses, anxiety, uh, possible depression, mood changes, their triggers, their associations. Each one of them has got a lot of work to do individually. They can do family therapy later. You know, they'll get to that later. But right now, the focus has to be on them and their relationship, their unique relationship with the drug. Mike uh, Jr., do you want to get off this drug? Yeah. Yes, I do. Very much. Matt, do you want to get off the drug? Uh, yes, I do. Well, each of you has to make the call yourself. And if you make the call, the Hawk family, if they do make the call, uh, and they have to do it within the next 24 hours, will be going to separate locations around the country. The Phoenix House in New York has a program for, for you, Darla, and you can bring the baby. Cornerstone of Recovery in Tennessee is offered to take Mike Sr. Matt and Michael can each go into programs for young adults. Matt at the... Karen Foundation in Pennsylvania, Michael Jr. at Starlight Recovery Center in uh, Texas. So we wish you the best, you know? We wish you the best. And uh, I'll let you Thank all you. know, I'll let you uh, viewers know who takes us up on the offer in the next 24 hours. In Richland County, Ohio, Lisa met Mary, a 24-year-old mother who is five months pregnant with her second child and addicted to heroin. So Patty is Mary's mother. Did you know it was this bad? Oh yeah, we've known quite some time. Mm -hmm. So do you end up taking care of your granddaughter a lot? Oh yes, yeah. oh yes. Yeah. I've had custody <sighs> since she was a year and a half, I think. Mm -hmm. Patty, you've never seen Mary shoot up before, have you? I can't, I know it. But I can't yeah. watch that. And she's shooting up every four hours. Why? Because otherwise her body will go into detox and she'll start getting very sick. Yeah. Okay, so what is this doing to the baby that she's carrying? We've been told that heroin is at least one drug that um, doesn't pass quite as easily through the placenta as crack. But of course, you know, there's no telling. I mean... I know, women don't take aspirin, they don't drink a glass of right, wine for nine months, right. but you can shoot up heroin and be okay? No, that's don't certainly so. not the assumption. Yeah. But, you know, what that's would why happen? she needed so desperately to detox. Okay, I mean, so the question would be, what would happen if she detox... Well, we'll ask her. She's here right now. <laughs> so the question is, if you detox and you're five months pregnant, could you harm your child? Yes, yes. I've been told that I could um, go into labor going through detox. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So your boyfriend or is also on drugs. 
do you know lots of people on drugs? Yeah. As Lisa was reporting this whole, like, it seems like... It is so pervasive, and that's one of the big problems, as I learned. It's not just, it's not so easy for a heroin addict to just check into some kind of facility to get clean. First of all, in Richland County, there is not a single detox facility. So these users have to do it at home or somewhere, and it, it's a long process. It takes sometimes a couple of weeks to get fully, to, to start feeling normal again after coming down from heroin. So you were saying, Patty, you all have been through this several times before. This is the fifth, would be the fifth detoxing. That I remember, mm-hmm. that I remember. Mm-hmm. And um, I've seen her so sick, I've seen her so sick that she could not get up from the couch and take herself to the bathroom. And I had to lay on the floor beside her. Yeah. And on top of that, she'd be just diarrhea, throwing up. And Mary is one of hundreds, if not thousands of people in this community who are going through this addiction. All right, so when is the last time you used? Um, it would have been like two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. So good for you. So you went into rehab and they gave you some kind of drug to try to ease the transition? I went, what to, um, I went to detox. There's like a huge difference between detox and rehab. Detox will only keep you like three days and then okay. rehab is some place that you can go and get like the help that you need for... You so know, you just went to detox? Right. For how long? Detox. I went to detox for actually five days. So did you get sick? I got real sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got extremely sick. I got so sick I didn't even know where it was. Yeah. Uh, and then finally they transferred me to a place and they started giving me a medicine called Suboxone, which really helped me. What do you think, what do you, and so you're on that drug now? Yes. Okay. And you take that drug how often? Um, every day. Every day. Yeah. And do you think about what you're doing to your unborn baby? I think about it every day. Mm-hmm. Do you have a boy or girl? A little girl. A little girl. There's a place called the Seabrook House in New Jersey. They've offered to take Mary into their live-in treatment program. They specialize in treatment for pregnant women. They'll arrange for everything, pay for it, including her travel. Mary's known about this offer of help for the past six days. We're giving her 24 hours more to make her final decision. So are you ready to do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that Mary is really scared. I mean, we've, mm-hmm. we've talked about this every day. And You're she's, scared been living that she... on, she's been addicted for seven years. So no job. And you, you have to change your life in every way. And, become responsible. So you're afraid of what? I'm mostly afraid of, um, like, my, I've left my daughter so many times. I have a four-year-old daughter at home. I've left her so many times that I'm afraid that it'll hurt her even more. I know that sounds crazy, but... Yes, it does. <laughs> it sounds completely insane yeah. considering the option. Mm-hmm. So if the option is you stay on the drug, heroin, and raise your daughter and your soon-to-be daughter on heroin or leave her for the time that it takes to get your life back. No, I, I, am, I am ready to go. With I, your mother who was willing I'm, to take care of her, right? Who's done it so many times before. I am ready to go. I'm just, I do have fears. I mean, I do, have, I do worry that I just... But what's the alternative? What's the alternative? It's death to, or it's prison. Yes, death that's or the death alternative. or prison. So, you know, it's going to be a difficult step all, every single person in this room who has witnessed this and everybody out there who's ever had to deal with somebody, a family member going through this, is giving you their love and support right now. 
and you are one of the lucky ones yeah. yes. gets to get the help. Very lucky. You're one of the lucky ones who gets to get the help. So I really want to take an opportunity to say thank you to the Hawks and to uh, Mary. Thank you for letting us into your lives. So if you or somebody you know needs help with addiction and finding treatment in your area, you can call the National Drug and Alcohol Treatment Hotline. Thanks. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Oprah show, The Podcast. And I thank you for listening. Hey, look at you. Florist by day, student by night. Student by day, nurse by night. Since 1998, Penn State World Campus has led the charge in online education, offering access to more than 175 in-demand programs taught by our expert faculty. We offer flexible schedules, scholarships, and tuition plans to help you reach your educational goals online. Penn State World Campus delivers on your time. Click the ad or visit worldcampus.psu.edu to learn more. That's worldcampus.psu.edu to learn more. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application.